Welcome to the Chasing Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Each episode is full of heartfelt and expansive content that will really help you expand your consciousness and grow as a person. I created this podcast because I wanted to share my own personal experiences on my spiritual journey, but I also wanted to meet others and have them share what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to me if you could rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people, but it also allows me to get more guests on the show. Now on to today's topic. Hey guys, it's your host Maggie and I'm so excited that you're back for another episode. Today I'm going to be talking about something that is very important within not only the spiritual community, but I also feel like it's really important when it comes to practicing witchcraft as well. So if you're a listener to my normal podcast or you're normally just here for Witches Wednesday, I really think that this episode is going to benefit you either way. So we're going to be talking about the inner child. More specifically, we're going to be talking about inner child healing, inner child trauma and wounds, and really what the inner child is. Um, A lot of people that practice witchcraft or are in the spiritual community, they stumble upon inner child work or inner work. They also hear the term often called shadow work, and inner child is a big part of shadow work. And the reason of this is because a lot of our trauma and our wounding comes from childhood. So I want to start by saying you don't have to remember the trauma you experienced as a child to heal it. You don't have to experience big T trauma for you to have a traumatized inner child or an inner child wound. A lot of people think, well, my childhood wasn't that bad. I had good parents or I had decent parents or I wasn't abused or, you know, neglected or anything, you know, to the extreme. But that doesn't mean that you haven't suffered some kind of traumatic experience as a child. And the main reason for this is because children experience things differently. Children do not experience things the way that a matured adult experiences things. So don't disregard yourself. Don't disregard your experiences or your feelings. Because I I would say 95% of people have some kind of inner child wound. Now if you did experience some trauma as a child or maybe you didn't have the best upbringing or you had some circumstances that happened to you in childhood that were more severe, then you can definitely be experiencing some of that inner child wounding today. So first I want to say that psychology even mentions inner child. Psychology defines the inner child as a sub-personality that lives in the subconscious mind. And basically what this means is it's a 
part of our personality that we are unaware of. We're not aware that it exists. That is how psychology defines it. And there are many, many psychiatrists, psychologists, and therapists that do inner child work. If you have, you know, some deeper rooted trauma, some big T trauma, or things like that, you may want to consider getting professional help for these issues. And there's nothing wrong with that. Even if you haven't experienced big T trauma, you still may be drawn or feel comfortable with speaking to a professional. And I encourage you to do so. This episode is more specifically going to go into the spiritual perspective of the inner child. For me, I have um, a lot of inner child wounding and a a lot of inner child trauma that I have dealt with, that I have worked through, and that I'm still working through. And the spiritual perspective for me, I feel, is very, very important. This is not negating the psychological aspect to it that is also important and like I mentioned if you feel drawn to to seeking professional help then you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and you should be proud of yourself for acknowledging that but from a spiritual perspective the inner child is more than just a subpersonality because it has its own energetic frequency And the inner child frequency resides in our lower three chakras. So most of the time we can identify a inner child wound by looking at our first chakra. I have not done a chakra episode yet, but I'm going to do one in the future. If this is um, something that you are interested in, just shoot me an email In the meantime, I will talk about the root chakra, which is the first chakra, a lot in this episode. And you can expect a future episode from me going into all of the chakras. And you can also find plenty of information out there. Um, You can Google more information on the chakra system. And there's also great spiritual teachers and leaders out there that have a lot of information. So the root chakra is our first chakra. Um, It's also called the Muladhara chakra. I believe I said that correctly. Um, And it is our foundation. It's the foundation chakra. You will hear a lot of spiritual teachers tell you that if there are blockages or imbalances within the first chakra, then it's going to throw off all of the others. So think of like your bones. Without your bones, you wouldn't be able to stand. You wouldn't be able to move and bend, and you would just be a mushy pile of nothing. Well, that can can be very similar to our first chakra because it is the base of your whole system. And this is typically where the inner child energy is housed. The inner child is born here because this is our first chakra that we develop in the womb. We come into earth living in this chakra. This is our most developed chakra. This is where we are born and this is where we live at energetically as a baby and usually as a child. 
The first chakra represents our security, our safety, stability, and it is our need to depend on the, a tribe um, to survive. Babies cannot be left alone or they wouldn't survive. They need their tribe. They need their parents, their mother, their father, their family. And this is the same for all mammals. You know, mammals all need a tribe in some way to take care of them until they reach an age or a maturity in which they can take care of themselves. And this makes us different from other species um, like turtles and snakes where they just leave the egg, the egg hatches, and then it makes its way to living on its own. So this chakra is also referred to as the tribal chakra. This is where you first learn about love. It's where you learn how to care for others and how others care for you and how support works and how to rely on your support system. This is also where all of our programming comes from when it comes to those things. All of our programming about love and support and family come from our first chakra, which is developed in childhood. So if you did not have the best examples growing up for love and support and family, then that's where you get some of these inner child wounding and inner child trauma. Children learn and absorb everything. And as they're learning and as they're absorbing everything, it gets imprinted in this first chakra. Not only can you absorb and learn everything from your caregivers and your family, but this also applies to ancestral trauma and ancestral beliefs. So if you can think of really any dysfunctional beliefs, any dysfunctional programming that may be within your family, whether it's, you know, your parents directly or, you know, a caregiver, someone that you spent a lot of time with, your grandparents, all of that gets absorbed by you as a child and then gets stored and imprinted in that first chakra. But you have to remember that all of this information is also part of your subconscious mind. So you're not going to consciously be aware of all of these limiting beliefs and all of this dysfunctional programming. And if you don't heal the root chakra, then you're going to stay looking at the world from the root chakra perspective instead of moving up the chakras like we're supposed to. Once we develop that, that root chakra and we feel safe and secure and stable, we are supposed to then move into our second chakra and then our third chakra so on and so forth and then slowly work on developing and balancing all of them but if you have a lot of dysfunction within your family or within your childhood or for some reason you never felt safe and heard and secure then you're going to stay in that root chakra and you're never going to 
fully be able to develop the others. And this is where you may notice some limiting beliefs. Um, you may notice these things come up when, especially when you're triggered. And you may notice childlike behavior when you're triggered. And that's because your root chakra is underdeveloped or it's imbalanced and blocked. Just like a child throwing a temper tantrum, if you become triggered in your relationships, this is a big sign of root chakra trauma. The root chakra is also about experiencing things through the body. So imagine your five senses and imagine, you know, a baby when a baby starts to develop. It's putting everything in its mouth. It's learning how to crawl and walk and, you know, bend and move its head. This is how that child is learning. This is how that child is developing and absorbing everything around. It is taking everything in through its body. So you can, you can also pinpoint first chakra blockages and imbalances or inner child trauma within that first chakra if you see a lot of signs of being in the body constantly. This can obviously look many different ways that can, you know, resort in different eating disorders or eating issues, addictions, um, smoking, you know, things like that, because that's going to be associated with, you know, your taste and putting things in your mouth. And like I mentioned earlier, not everything has to be, you know, big T trauma to be considered, to be considered an inner child wound. There are other things that can be programmed within our subconscious, within that first root chakra that we are unaware of and that, you know, may look like judgment, um, racism, homophobia. You know, these things are also passed on to us from our family or our, you know, ancestors, and they are still programmed within that first root chakra because we still absorbed them as a child. And outwardly, you may express that, no, you're not racist um, or you're not homophobic. But if you've never done inner child work and you've never healed and released those imprints, then they're still inside of that root chakra. They're still inside of your subconscious. And you still have to, to release them for them to be gone completely. Okay, so now let's talk about how do you know if you have inner child wounds or first chakra trauma? First, I'm going to tell you that the chances of you having some sort of wound, even on a small scale, is very, very likely. Most people have inner child wounds just because of the way that we interpreted things as a child. And this is because when you are a child, probably under the age of 10, you have a very egocentric view on the world and what is happening around you. And what I mean by this is everything is from a 
me perspective. So when something bad happens or when someone treats you unfairly or they maybe are having a bad day or in a bad mood and they yell or they do something that bothers you or hurts you in some way, as a child, you're not thinking rationally or like an adult would and you don't always see the big picture. You are thinking about it in a way that blames yourself. An example of this, you know, say dad comes home from work and starts huffing, puffing, throwing things around while he's cleaning up the kitchen, maybe has a harsh tone, maybe even yells. And immediately that child is going to be thinking things like, well, what did I do? What did I do wrong? How, you know, how did I make dad angry? Why doesn't dad like me? But re- the reality is, is it may have not had anything to do with you. It may not have anything to do with the child. Dad just had a bad day at work or dad's tired or dad got fired. You know, there's a multitude of reasons that make people act in ways that are out of normal or, you know, that make them act more ill towards people. It doesn't have to be an extreme trauma for it to have traumatized the child. And that's because of the way the child is interpreting the world. So one of the things that you can do to find out if you have inner child wounds and you aren't really sure is ask yourself, you know, certain questions, you know, did you experience childhood trauma? Do you remember anything that stands out to you that, you know, you still have a a strong memory for? Was it something scary that happened? Something sad that happened? Did you experience the loss of a loved one, of a parent? Um, You can ask yourself questions like that if you're not sure. Or you can ask yourself things like, did you feel safe? Did you feel loved or nurtured? Did you feel like you belonged or that you were accepted by your family? Because these things can also cause inner child wounds. You know, me growing up, I didn't necessarily experience a lot of physical abuse from my parents but I did experience the feeling of abandonment of rejection I was very neglected I didn't you know feel nurtured um I also didn't feel safe but that was for different reasons um there are people who you know, maybe their siblings don't feel the same way that they do. Maybe their siblings feel like they had amazing parents and that they had a great relationship with their parents. But for some reason, maybe you didn't. Maybe you just felt like the black sheep of the family. You felt like you couldn't fit in or 
that you weren't accepted for who you were or you just didn't feel as loved as the rest of your siblings did you know and this happens in families and it's not necessarily something that you did or it's not even necessarily something that your parents did sometimes it's not that our parents didn't love us or didn't care about us or treat us the way that we were supposed to be treated sometimes it just wasn't what we needed as a child and that's okay you can discover that you have these inner child wounds and still love your parents and still hold space for them and know that they loved you the best way that they could they loved you the only way they knew how you don't have to tear them down or hold them accountable in fact you don't even have to know all of the details so the next thing that you can do is look at your triggers this is very important and it's very very helpful for the types of wounds that are in your subconscious that you're really unaware of and you really want to look at your triggers especially in your relationships and the more intimate the relationship the more intense the trigger is going to be and that's going to pinpoint what kind of programming you have in your root chakra so i've talked about limiting beliefs before and this kind of goes hand in hand with that a lot of our limiting beliefs were developed in childhood they are programmed in that root chakra so when you become triggered that's when you start questioning it why are you triggered what are you actually feeling what is beneath the surface because normally when we get triggered we react the way that we always react maybe you throw a temper tantrum like a child you know maybe you start acting very emotionally immature maybe you start you know attacking because that is your line of defense but what's really happening is that little child that is inside of you that little wounded child is afraid is scared for whatever reason whatever happened to you as a child whatever wounds that you have they are bringing that little child out of you and because that little child is wounded and and unhealed that child is afraid and that child is going to act out and lash out so um just an easy example you know say you're with your partner and your partner doesn't return your phone calls or your texts for some time and when you finally talk to your partner you know your partner apologizes tells you that something came up um, they were busy at work they their phone died you know whatever the reason but you're still triggered you're still in that triggered state so you're upset maybe you're angry maybe you ignore your partner well that is a form of shutdown 
you are shutting down communication, shutting off your emotions, you're refusing to speak to your partner, you're pouting. You are pouting like a child. Um, maybe you are irate and angry. So even though your partner has a logical reason, you cannot hear it. You are not to be reasoned with because you are triggered. You are angry. So you're throwing that childlike temper tantrum. But, you know, however you react, you're, re you're reacting in a triggered way because your body is in a fight or flight response. And if you, this is very hard to do, but if you are able to just take a quick second to become aware that you are triggered, you can then start to slowly calm yourself down enough to stop the conversation, to defuse, and, and let it de-escalate. And then you can really start to go within and ask yourself, why are you so angry? Or why are you shutting down? What is this stemming from? What is underneath the surface? And then maybe you'll get to deeper results and you'll hit those inner child limiting beliefs that you have. Well, maybe when your partner didn't respond, didn't call you back, you know, didn't communicate with you, it made you feel abandoned. It made you scared. You were afraid that you were going to, you know, be left again. Your triggers can look different. Um, you know, you could be depressed. You may have anxiety, self-esteem issues, phobias, anger, destructive behaviors or addictions, and even chronic illness. These are all things that childhood trauma and inner child wounds can cause. Our inner child wounds, they create contradictions with our true self. And this causes us to be out of alignment and it creates our separate self, which is our ego. And our ego is an illusion. It's not the true self. It is a compilation of all of the limiting beliefs that we have accumulated. So remember that when you're triggered, that's not truly who you are. It is the limiting belief that you have fighting against your true authentic self. Your true self knows this isn't really me, but those limiting beliefs are buried so deep that they're battling against each other. You just have to choose the correct side. The next thing that you can look for for signs of inner child wounds is look for the signs of an unbalanced or a block root chakra. There are tons of resources that you can, you know, look up the different signs and symptoms of blockages and unbalanced root chakra, but some things that, um, are really obvious signs. Um, are you controlling? 
if you are constantly trying to control everything around you, your outside environment, the people around you, that is a clear indication of a problem in the root chakra because you do not feel safe, you do not feel secure and stable, so you are trying to control your environment so that you feel safe. Um, the next thing is a fear of abandonment. Are you afraid of loved ones leaving you? Whether you're afraid of them, you know, leaving you like breaking up with you, or are you even afraid of them dying or something happening to them? Another sign is, are you afraid of being sick? That goes right along with controlling. You're trying to control your well-being, your, your outcome. Um, do you feel like you belong? Some other symptoms, um, impatience, restlessness, problems in the legs, feet, rectum, tailbone, immune system, male reproductive parts, and the prostate gland. Um, other signs, uh, eating disorders, discomfort in the body, not um, whether that's pain or stiffness, but that could also be more um, mental. You know, are you comfortable in your body or are you insecure in your body? Uh, sciatica pain and money and financial worries. Again, money and financial worries will go back to the controlling thing. There are many different ways that we try to control our outside environment, which you have to just kind of look at your situation and ask yourself, well, how are you trying to control the things around you? It can be money and financial issues. It can be the way that you organize or upkeep or clean your home. It can be your partnerships, your relationships, your children. These are all ways that you are trying to control your environment because they make you feel safe when you can control them. So the best way or the best advice that I have to going about healing these wounds is identifying them. Like I mentioned earlier, when you can bring awareness to your inner child wounds, you can then overcome them. You don't necessarily have to remember where the wound came from, but if you can at least start paying attention to the fact that they are there because they are triggering you or they are causing you to have, you know, these blockages within your root chakra or these issues in your life, you can make the decision that these patterns, these behaviors, these beliefs no longer serve you. And then you can release them and heal from them. If you want to try other methods, there are inner child healing meditations. There are plenty out there. Um, I know there's some on YouTube. I've done some myself that are very helpful to help you connect with that inner child. I'm going to probably create a few myself and I will put I will share them here on the podcast. Another thing that you can do that will help 
and you can do it in combination with bringing awareness and with the inner child meditations is just trying to connect with that inner child. The inner child is the part of you that is innocent and joyful. The part of you that likes to play is very childlike and imaginative and excitable. So try to connect to that that little person that that lives inside of you. They are still there. And if you've experienced severe trauma, they may not be very trusting of you. They may fear adults. So it may take some work for you to really connect to that little you and get them to trust you. And a lot of inner child meditations will help you start to gain the trust of that little child. One way you can gain the trust of the little child is, you know, by letting the child express itself the way that it wants to. Think about the things that you enjoyed doing when you were a kid. You know, did you like running around outside, riding bikes? Did you enjoy art? What movies did you like? Um, what activities did you like to do? And start bringing those back into your life and having fun. You know, imagine a child playing and just being so carefree. Try to bring that part out of you. That's going to help build that relationship back with the little child so that the little child can trust you again. The next thing that you can do is to support yourself be more compassionate and loving when you are triggered when you are having a breakdown you're having that temper tantrum think about how you wish you would have been parented think about how you would parent your own child and do that for yourself a lot of times we didn't get the support or the love or the nurturing that we needed so it's not too late for you to do that for yourself now. Just because you're an adult, again, like I mentioned, that part of you still lives inside of you. That little child is still there. So it's not too late for you to reparent that child. There are um, different techniques that you can add to this reparenting. Some people like to look at a picture of them when they were little. Um, I think this is definitely a really helpful tip to get you to really connect to that little you. You can carry it around with you or you can just put it somewhere that you look at, you know, maybe often or a few times a day. Some people like to put it um, maybe on their mirror where they look when they get up in the morning. Maybe, you know, where they brush their teeth. That way they're at least, you know, looking at their childhood self at least a few times a day and you know if this doesn't sound too woo woo for you and I hope that it doesn't because you're listening to chasing spirituality you know talk to it you know look at that picture a few times a day and talk to your little your, your little self ask your your little you you know how do you feel today are you triggered are you upset is something bothering you? Is there something I can help you with? Do you feel safe? 
let that little child know that he or she is safe. That you're here now. And that even though you, you know, weren't there when they were little or they didn't have someone there to protect them when they were young or to nurture them or care for them or love them, that you're here now and that you can do that for them now. Because sometimes that's all you need to hear. Think about the things that you wish you had when you were a kid. What kind of support do you wish you had? What kind of things do you wish you were told? What kind of things do you wish your parents did for you or said to you? And now do those things for yourself. Say those things to yourself. That's going to reopen that connection with that inner child. And that's going to help you work through some of those deeper subconscious wounds and really heal them and release them. Some people who have experienced severe childhood trauma may have all, may also experience soul loss. This is really common um, in children who experienced severe abuse, even um, you know physical and sexual abuse. And if you think that you may have experienced soul loss, then all these techniques will be very, very helpful for you, but you will have to work a lot harder and it will take a lot longer and you will really have to work to make that little you trust again. There are some really good guided meditations for this kind of work. Um, it's called soul integration um, or soul retrieval. And that's um, where you can go kind of on a meditative journey and retrieve those fragmented parts of your soul and integrate them back into your life. You can also do this through um, a shaman. So if you want more support, you can you know, look up some shamans, maybe some online or some in your local area and see if there are any that you resonate with that can do work in soul retrieval. If not, um, if that's something that you're not open to, um, I know that kind of stuff can get pricey. So again, if that's something that is just not um, available to you right now, I would just recommend doing everything that I mentioned above and um, also looking into some of those meditative journeys. I will hopefully try to get some of those out in the future. When I was working um, on my own inner child wounds, I did some meditative journeys and I would also have a journal in front of me. And I would do like channeled writing and I would try to channel that little inner child so that when I connected with my inner child, the inner child could then let me know what she was feeling and thinking so that I could 
release it. Um, it's not really necessary. You don't have to know what you experienced. You don't have to remember your trauma to release it. But if that's just something that you're feeling called to do, um, I would recommend having a journal ready in case your inner child does open up and decides to start speaking to you. Um, that's kind of what happened to me. I was doing some inner child work for a very long time and I stumbled across some meditations that I really liked and I kept, you know, trying to connect with my inner child and I, f I felt like I was connecting with her, but I didn't feel like she was really ready to tell me everything or to let me know how she felt. She was still very guarded, which is normal, you know, someone gets hurt someone doesn't trust they're they're going to be guarded so expect that from your from your inner child um and then one day out of nowhere when I wasn't even meditating to connect with my inner child I was just doing a normal meditation um I started having all of these visions and thoughts about things that happened to me as a child and it was almost like a playback and I started writing it, writing it all down. And after that, I could feel, I could feel the release. I felt so much lighter, and I could feel that that really healed that little girl inside of me. So, some of these um, tips and and tricks and practices they take time. It's not going to you know, be easy every time. It's not always going to happen really quickly. It takes work. So just, you know, stick with it, work at it, and try to build back that relationship. Try to show that little you that he or she can trust you and that he or she is safe now. And eventually, you'll start to see progress more and more. Let me know if you guys are interested in um, some inner child meditations and I'll see what I can come up with. Wait, before you go, I want to share how you can receive a free reading with me. Listeners of the podcast, if you go and leave me a review on Apple and then send me that review to ChasingSpirituality.com, you can get a chance to win a free reading of your choice. This can be psychic or mediumship. Once a month, I will choose one of the listeners to receive the reading, and I won't pull your name out of the drawing until you're chosen. This will help the podcast grow, but will also allow me to give back to my listeners. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe so that the podcast can reach and assist more people. Until next time. I'm sending you so much love.